This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. The pandemic has changed many things. One troubling trend is that some parents wait longer before bringing their sick children to the emergency room. We'll have the story. We continue to see more families coming in at later points with their children when they're a little bit sicker than they would have prior to the pandemic. Then, is the tap water you drink safe? An expert shares his research into the chemicals used to treat water supplies. His findings are eye-opening. A lot of these compounds are potentially carcinogenic, so researchers have shown that these compounds can lead to cancer. We know that several of these compounds are potentially toxic. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. The pandemic has changed many things. One troubling trend is that some parents wait longer before taking their sick kids to the emergency room. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Michelle Macy, MD, Pediatric Emergency Care Specialist at Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago and Associate Professor of Pediatrics at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. Dr. Macy, you were looking at how the pandemic affected certain health decisions that families have made in the past year. Tell us the big headline from this study. What we found was that in the first week of May, about a quarter of parents in Chicago reported that they would be hesitant to take their child to the emergency department if their child needed care today for an emergency condition. So that was in May. Do you believe that things have changed in the ensuing nine months or so? As somebody who works in the pediatric emergency department, we definitely haven't seen kids coming back to the emergency department. And we knew at the early part of the pandemic that we needed to understand it. And that was the primary reason for us to do this study. And we continue to see more families coming in at later points with their children when they're a little bit sicker than they would have prior to the pandemic. We also recognize that with kids wearing masks and not being in school, that there are fewer infections that are out and about, and the flu season has pretty much not been existent. So that's part of the story here. But we do notice that families are thinking twice about coming to the emergency department, and we really want to get the word out there that if kids are showing signs of dehydration, if they're having trouble breathing, we really are prepared to take care of them in a safe way and want families to know that. And I understand that you found that minority families seem to be the most affected by this reluctance to go to the ER. Yeah, we used a measure called the Child Opportunity Index, and that looks at certain things in the neighborhoods of the areas that impact child health and development. And we found that 27% of caregivers who were in low Child Opportunity Index areas were hesitant compared to 19% of caregivers who were in high Child Opportunity areas. And do you have any maybe theories on why Black and Latino and Asian families were most impacted by this? We don't have a specific answer to why, but we do know 
that black and brown communities have been impacted more strongly with COVID. So there might be a different sense of reality of the severity of the illness in adult populations, and that has caused some of the hesitation. Another possibility is that in low child opportunity areas, Families might have more limited access to primary care or other access to the healthcare system that more affluent communities do, and that might change their comfort in seeking care. Could you give us some examples of the most common ER visits that were left untreated and why this is such a great concern? Some of the things that we're seeing Families waiting a little bit longer with belly aches, and so kids are coming in with later presentations of appendicitis. And another example that we're seeing that has been worrisome is with diabetes and children getting to a more severe point in balance with their sugars. And that is sometimes happening with kids who are having their first episode of diabetes and sometimes kids who have families who know that their child has diabetes and they're trying to manage at home a little bit longer, but their kids are getting further down the road to illness before coming in. Our guest is Dr. Michelle Macy from Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago and Northwestern University. She's a pediatrician and she's the author of a study that examined parents' reluctance to bring their children to emergency rooms during the pandemic. Dr. Macy, You mentioned earlier that your flow of patients, and particularly children, to the ER is nowhere near normal yet, although it is improving. Can you maybe speculate on when that might get back to normal? Oh, if we all had a good crystal ball. (laughs) The healthcare environment has changed really radically in the last year, and the return of kids to being able to be together again and sharing just the run of the mill viruses, not the COVID viruses, will probably be part of an uptick in coming back to the emergency department. And as kids get more involved in sports and other activities, some of those injuries will come back. But we do see that there are changing patterns of access to healthcare with telemedicine, and that might have lasting impacts on how people use the emergency department. There's been a lot of discussion, at least in certain states, about schools reopening. Can you talk for a moment about how serious a threat COVID-19 is to children and maybe compare that to how it affects adults? Based on the literature and our experiences at Lurie Children's, we are by and large seeing children handle the virus fairly well. There are some more serious conditions that go along with COVID infection in children and the after effects of that, including MISC, and it stands for multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. And what that means is that kids have inflammation going on throughout their body, and that can impact their heart and their bellies and their brains and their skin. We don't yet know 100% the cause of MISC, but it does seem to be something that has popped up since COVID has come into our communities. And those kids have been ill and needed to come into the intensive care unit. But if we put that in contrast to COVID in adult populations and particularly in elderly populations, kids have been faring better from the illness standpoint. One of the places where we know kids are having more suffering is in the 
social and emotional aspects of being isolated and being home from school and away from friends. And so we are seeing more visits for mental health concerns in the emergency department. So even though kids by and large are doing fairly well if they're infected with the virus, there are a lot of other impacts in our society that kids are feeling. There seems to be some conflicting thought in terms of how easily kids can transmit the virus to others, including adults. What are your thoughts on that? We are living through a time where every day is a little bit more information and a little bit more cumulative knowledge. And so it does seem as though, based on the evidence, that younger children might be a little less likely to transmit the virus and that as we get into the teenage years, that their transmission is a little bit more like adults. But the behaviors and the ability to mask and stay distance and follow those recommendations are probably another factor that need to be considered as we're starting to look at those numbers and think about those statistics. And we do know that masks and distancing and hand washing are really effective measures against COVID. So I think that those messages need to be continued even as we're trying to learn more about how the virus transmits. Dr. Macy, do you have any final words of advice for parents? I want to encourage all parents that if they have a question about their child's condition, if they're worried, if their child might be becoming dehydrated or having trouble after an injury, to think about contacting their primary care doctor if they have one and get advice about coming into the emergency department. And if they do have worries, we're open and we're ready to take care of kids. Dr. Michelle Macy, Pediatric Emergency Care Specialist at Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago and an Associate Professor of Pediatrics at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. Thank you very much for joining us today. I appreciate it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, is your tap water safe to drink? That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.